Tim Berg here with the Above180.com podcast. As we begin our coverage in Vegas of the USBC Open Championships, I thought we'd begin with 2012 team winner Andy Mills. Andy has some tips for everyone who heads out to the championships a little bit earlier than others. He also sets you up for your Brunswick Deviate Radical six-ball arsenal, which is a good thing, trying to get everyone on, trying to get one person on, rather, from all of the manufacturers. So working on that as we get things going here sooner rather than later. Also, you bowl well at the championships, want to come on a show, talk about your experience. You can shoot me an email, tim at above180.com. would love to hear from you. love to help other people out as well. So coming up next, we have Andy Mills. Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.hi5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling this month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Parker Bone III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Andy Mills. Andy was part of the 2012 Nicholas Jays Pro Shop team that won the USBC Open Championships down in Baton Rouge. Andy, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks, Tim, for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Andy, I thought I'd catch up with an Eagle winner. You won the team event back in 2012. You and your teammates did in Baton Rouge. Your team score that year was 34-01. So let's begin. You guys always like to go early, even remembering back to that year. You guys put a number up there, and everyone was trying to catch you. Explain your thought process as to why you and your guys like to head out there early and, and I guess, get things out of the way, and even when you bowl well, put up a number for folks to shoot at. Yeah, I mean, one of the main reasons that we go that early um, when we first started going on was um, we were all in our early 20s, and one of us or two of us were even actually maybe even 19 or even 20, and we were in college. So we were kind of trying to figure out a way to, to work around spring break, um, which always happened in sometime in March. Um, but on the top of that, you know, we're in bowling season. That was the biggest thing, too, is – you know, we're still bowling. We didn't like the idea of going in June or in May. You know, who knows if we would have even been bowling. So between those two things um, and instant early success, we've just kind of kept things in kind of the first couple weeks of the tournament. All right. So what advice do you have for folks heading out there? I mean, we just got this tournament started. It's very hard to tell based on uh, on scores and what things are looking like so far. But what advice and what do you guys do to prepare for the lanes when you're going, in some cases, a little bit blind, but probably maybe have an idea. 
Um, yeah, one of the things that, that we do to prepare um, is kind of set our sick ball arsenal up and kind of take the high-end ball, the low-end ball, kind of fill in between there um, and, and kind of be prepared for anything. Um, you know, over these last two years, it's been pretty consistent on singles and doubles. It's been a bit longer, easier to get to the pocket. Team event, flat, shorter, pretty difficult. Um, we don't think those two things are going to be any different for this year. Um, but between kind of knowing that and watching a little bit of the early Facebook videos that get posted, that's really all we can go off of other than besides going out there a couple days early, taking a look at some team events, kind of scoping out if we know anybody, um, and kind of letting our eyes do the talking in terms of that. So let's hit on that. You talked about a six-ball uh, six arsenal starting high end going to you know to low end and then filling in the middle. Do you think if you get over six, you st- people maybe start over- overthinking? I mean, there's people that can drive the Vegas or just drive anyways. But if you get over six, and, and I know I think you can take eight in if you really wanted to, but are, are then are you getting to the point where you're overthinking or even maybe overlapping your equipment? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I try to, I, out of all of us, I probably overthink it the most on our entire team. And, um, and you just got to kind of try to touch all bases. You know, you get a ball with surface, you get a strong ball, you get a, you get a, a weaker ball that you know that you can get down the lane and um, maybe that last game of team um, and kind of fill gaps in between there. Um, the best success I had was last year. Um, in terms of bowling and other than winning it all, but it's just overall scores. And, and that's, we've used that kind of game plan and that's what we do. Yeah. Taking a look at your team scores, you guys out of the, you know, your 10 years of bowling, you guys have had some, some pretty solid numbers, even the years you didn't come home with an Eagle, a few blips here and there, but um, talk about what's been the key for your success overall, not always winning, but always being able to come home and, and get a nice check and put up enough, uh, a nice number. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that kind of we've had in terms of success is that we were able to kind of stick together as a core group. Um, everybody's kind of rooting for each other. Um, and other than that, I mean, it's just kind of trying to throw the best shot possible and, and, and put up good scores and stuff like that. Have, have you noticed when you'll watch the Facebook videos or see the videos from time to time when you guys go out versus then later on in the season? Because one of the things I hear about Vegas and, and being out this way, the weather changes drastically from, from when the tournament begins now to by the time it ends in July. I mean, one has to think just, uh, I mean, as much as they can keep the temperature controls as, as constant as possible, there has to be some changes, even just putting the pattern down more and more. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of, um, that's really more of a, a Nick Wall for sure. He, he's more of an analytical type guy. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why when we go in March, it, it, the temperatures are too crazily drastic in terms of, um, you know, maybe going in May or June where guys are talking about a sticky approach. Guys are talking about how it's, um, you know, maybe low 60s, early high 70s. And then you go to Vegas, let's say, and it's 100. You know, there was days last year, back in 2017, when there were stretches of the week towards the end of the tournament where there was in the hundreds. I mean, that's—I don't really know what it's like to bowl in a facility like that, but I—I I can, I can imagine there's probably some variables that go into that. So, so that's got to be pretty tough. 
So let's talk about, though, for you guys before the squad, you know, when you guys are announced and recognized as winning the Eagle, how are you able to get yourself back down into the mindset of going out and getting another one? Because that itself has to be an experience every year. You're going to be announced before, and you're going to have that little Eagle next to your name. How are you guys able to then focus on the task at hand? Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it right there. I get butterflies. It's been, this is going to be year seven of it. Um, they announce our names, and I, I probably can speak for everybody that says they, they get pretty pretty riled up to, during practice. But um, we just have a game plan on, you know, we use the practice sessions that that they've been able to give us for the last couple of years since they don't release the pattern. Um, Nick formulates a pretty good game plan, um, you know, and then we try to be as professional as possible and, and just try to settle down, make good shots, um, and try not to let all, you know, just kind of treat it like, like a normal bowling trip. Um, and I think that with that kind of mindset, it can relax your arm and relax your mind a little more um, other than maybe – taking a look around and seeing everybody and going, oh, it's a pretty big venue. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into You talked a little bit about the, the arsenal. Let's talk about what you'll be bringing, though, in that Brunswick, Mulrich, and um, and Deviate line there, and Radical even, of what you'll be throwing and what, what you're thinking as of right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go through exactly what I've got. Um, so on the top end, I have a kingpin rule, Brunswick kingpin rule. Um, they just released it. It's one of their biggest hooking balls that they've got in the Kingpin line. Um, and then I have, and that ball, I can kind of go through everything in terms of surfaces too. And that thing will be probably at 500, maybe 1,000. Um, I have a quantum bias. That'll be at 1,000. Um, the next ball down, I have a radical intel, which is kind of my benchmark ball. Um, it's a symmetrical solid that's... Um, It'll be at box, if, if any service at all. Um, and it can kind of be my game one ball out of for teams to kind of understand what the lanes are doing a little bit. Um, then I have a Brunswick Vapor Zone, which is an asymmetrical pearl ball. Then I have a Tenacity, which is kind of, it's a, it's a asymmetrical pearl as well, but it's a step down from that. And then I have a Red Fire Quantum which is a symmetrical pearl, which is kind of that my weakest ball. So that kind of went from top to bottom for you. All right. And it, it sounds like taking a look back in 2016 when you guys had a nice number in doubles, uh, 1341, you and your, your partner there, uh, Nick Heilman, you said you didn't do a lot of practicing on the, the bowler's journal shots and you don't, you didn't do it that year. Is that something as a, as a thing you guys said, you told me now you just do the team events. So will you do though the, the other side events, and um, and I, I know last year was a little bit of an anomaly with it being at a you know a center that wouldn't probably play even close to what the the new install would play. But is that right. something you guys do in general? You guys won't bowl a lot of sessions of the Bowlers Journal aside from the team event, the team practicing, or do you usually bowl that just to get a, a slight idea? I guess you could say. Actually, for us, we have not really bowled a lot of the Bowlers Journal um, before we bowled. Um, and I don't know if it, you know, back, back when we were younger and um, Nick didn't like the fact that we did that because at the time um, it would kind of trick us on to maybe what would have been out there. Um, it, it is a great tool to get warmed up for the tournament um, in terms of seeing a shot and on top of that just throwing shots when you're out in Vegas. But but for us, really, we, we, we haven't really used the Bowler's Journal because 
we, we just didn't want to get fooled on what might actually be out there. Quickly have to remind folks, if you are heading out to the USBC Open Championships, want to look sharp, so check out h5gbrands.com, High 5 Gear Brands, for your favorite team shirts. You can get five of them set up. You can look sharp together. You can get that little pin that you get so that uh, the participation award you get for all looking alike out there at the Open Championships. So many colors, so many styles, so many different options, no hidden artwork fees, and use a promo code ABOVE180. That'll get you $20 off your order. That's promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. Again, check everything out there. They'll walk you through the process of getting those shirts ordered. Very simple, very straightforward. Again, check everything out, h5gbrands.com. Also, bowling this month, BTM Online. Check them out, bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips. If your ball reviews on your left-hand side, if you're looking for uh, a new piece to take with you out to Las Vegas, also have lots of great articles to help you get prepared for the tournament, for your physical game, for your mental game, all sorts of great stuff. Bowlingthismonth.com, make sure you check them out. Andy, I also want to get your perspective on some of the changes regarding the USBC Open Championships as your team was not one of those that was affected, at least in a negative way you guys weren't at least. But what's your perspective on them? Because it seems like it's been talked to death, so I don't really want to bring that up again with every person, but was curious to get your perspective since you guys, like I said, you, you weren't affected where you guys had to break up, but it, it actually almost kind of helps a team like yours. Um, I'm always one that I, I want to compete against the best. Um, and I think our team would agree with that. Um, does it make our team better because we don't aren't restricted? It, it, it does. Um, but I would say that I, the way they went with it um, was a little confusing on some of the stuff um, in terms of the college players being treated like a pro, um, the restrictions on Team USA and pro members and only being able to have um, – no more than one in doubles. Yeah, it's just, I would have been okay with it if they would have left it. Um, now, would have that, if they've got the data that shows that it will increase teams if those rules are in place, then, you know, they, they have a job to do too, and they have, they have a tournament to try to increase, much like any business or any person that has a line of work. So, to kind of wrap it up, I would, I'm definitely not... Um, opposed with everybody and everybody being able to bowl together five pros or anything like that um, but that's the, that's the direction they took and it, it doesn't affect our team I guess that's the only thing we can say is we're lucky with that and regarding the, the live streams, that was another thing that they did away with was doing the, I guess I should say the full live streams. Now you'll still see them go live if something big is happening on their uh, Facebook page but that was something they took away well and as well to folks is, is um, you know, these scheduled live events of the bigger teams. And um, and I think your team was even one of them one of the years. So was that something that, I guess, did you, I mean, because I guess you went so early, it probably didn't help you, but is that something you're like, well, if other teams don't, you know, why should they get to watch us and we can't watch, you know, Riggs team or watch another good team that's going to be out there bowling. So what, what were your thoughts on that? Or could you even really get a lot from those? I mean, I, I remember watching them and they, they help a little bit, but ultimately you still have to make the shots and, and someone can line you know line you up, but you still gotta still gotta execute when you're out there. Right, but it's it's way better than um, you know. Kind of answer your first question. I I wish they would bring them back, um, and it and it definitely helped us because there's there was usually one before we went um, last couple of years um, on those early years when we first started going out. Um, but I but I kind of wish they would bring them back now. The Facebook Live videos 
that kind of helps us a little, the earlier teams too. kind of, you can see where people are playing, where that shot went characteristics of it. Um, but at the same time, I just, I think it was kind of a silly decision, but what are you going to do? All right. Well, all the best of luck, Andy Mills and your team. You guys head out there uh, later this month, so we'll be watching for you. And um, and hopefully we'll be doing another interview with your team if you guys put up a big number for folks. And, and we'll catch your perspective after you've bowled it versus what you guys were, were thinking and, and possibly preparing for going in. But um, all the best of luck with everything. And, um, and Andy, want to thank you for being here and, and starting and kicking off the coverage for Above180.com regarding the USBC Open Championships being held in Vegas all the way through July. Tim, thanks for having me. We'd love to be on again. So appreciate all the time.